0: Welcome to Market Scale Transportation. I'm your host, Sean Heath, and I'm about to have a conversation with the Vice President of Global Business Development for Segway, Tony Ho. Tony, how are you today?
1: Very good. Yourself?
0: I'm doing very well. Thanks for asking. So, do me a favor, uh, give me your journey. How'd you wind up at Segway, first off?
1: I have a fairly uh, a long story before Segway, and I, I- I was an entrepreneur myself, and also I joined a bunch of startups. And one of the interesting startups I was involved was actually a Google Glass predecessor. And then we were the early pioneer uh, making the sort of the, the early wearable glasses that talks to the, the phone. And also you can watch a video on a pair of glasses, which now is sort of uh, be, uh, morphing into a Google Glass and also some of the augmented reality movement. So I was the early uh, team in the very beginning, uh, working on those things. And I was also in China and working on a bunch of other startups, which uh, sort of lead me to sort of this opportunity where i joined segway to lead up uh, the business about their activities for for segway so uh, so i've been in the tech space and in different although in different places and, and, and different verticals if you will but as my passion has always been mobility and also uh, robotics related uh, companies and industry and the segway seems to be a bad good fit yeah
0: yeah being a, a vice president of business development, your primary uh, focus, it seems to me, is to expand the usage of Segway. Was, is that too much of a simplification?
1: You can say that. I think so, in that show, it's actually very relevant. And also, um, even though you look at product line for Segway, it started from the original Segway self-balancing, we call it personal transporter vehicle, uh, back in the turn of the century, uh, around the year 2000 timeframe, uh, to uh, many evol- evolution of uh, many Segways and also to scooters today, and even the robotics uh, product we make today. It's some future really cool product. Uh, even though the product line is pretty comprehensive, but the message is still very simple. It's about simplifying moving. So even you look at the company model, since day one, the company model has not changed and has always been simply moving. And uh, which means we're simplifying people's life by simplifying people's movement and simplifying uh, things or products movement. So that has always been our mission and hasn't changed.
0: You know, that statement is a perfect segue into what I want Mm -hmm. to talk about next. See what I did there? (laughs) As Segway's primary focus has been improving the way people move. There has been a renewed focus on personal travel within large city environments. And I was reading an article in the Washington Post, and and they were talking about a marketing approach that some of the electric scooter companies have taken Recently to introduce the concept and try and get support. And the way that they have done that for these cities is they've gone into cities that don't specifically have regulations prohibiting uh, electric scooter sharing. They deploy, say, 2,000 scooters into that city. It's more, they're operating more under, it's better to ask forgiveness than ask permission. And as someone whose job it is to help find ways to improve the way people move, I wonder how you feel about that tactic in trying to achieve that goal.
1: We always liked the people who, who wants to try things new and also pushing the boundary in terms of innovation so uh, in a way we kind of encourage the the early adopters and so in this case is bird and lime and, and those those partners of ours to try things on um, and, and especially testing in a market that you know, seems to be um, promising so so obviously we we are the people selling scooters so, so we'd like to see or encouraging uh, our partners to roll out these products and of course we we like to have our partners to be sort of law-abiding and very city-minded or municipality-minded and companies, but I, I guess we we don't really endorse them or, or, or criticize on on those guys either way. Partially, we are kind of not the person operating it. Um, but I, I agree, there seems to be a fine balance between and how much you're pushing the boundaries and and sort of asking for forgiveness forgiveness first. Um, and, but the interesting thing is, though, is uh, uh, normally it takes a, a few uh, people who who kind of try it first and, and test out how consumer reacts to this. So, in some way, uh, I, I, we believe consumer vote by their feet. And in other words, uh, even though there's a lot of people who dislike them, and, it's, and I actually personally didn't like the fact they um, they didn't they didn't ask for permission. In the, in the very beginning, uh, and 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 in in fact, uh, some of the the response from the consumers are actually quite positive. Uh, so if you look at that, I think the result might be mixed. So some people love it, some people hate it. Uh, but fundamentally, the answer, a very interesting question to us, is that does this actually address the pain point for the daily commuters and the riders? I think the the, the very loud voice is that. The answer is yes for the people who ride them, so it definitely adds value to the riders and also people who need the transportation last mile solution uh, solutions for their commute. It definitely, it's definitely as a very positive note. So the key question becomes: How do you balance uh, the, uh, the the uh, the benefit and also the, uh, the the downside of this, which you know might be able to better manage? if we have a better infrastructure or better mechanism to manage all these uh, uh, the shared uh, scooters. Um, so there's definitely room to improve. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So let me ask you a question about the city or bureaucracy specifically. Do you think that the cool factor of the scooter share would have been diminished if it had, had to go through a long, drawn-out bureaucratic process before the first customer had a chance to step on one.
1: Personally, I think the the, the usefulness of that overpowering um, even the the cool cool factor um, of this the, the scooter sharing, uh, partially because people have a issue to solve. In other words, they want to get from point A to point B. Uh, so being cool cool is, and I think it's very. Uh, you know, almost like a fad, it, it will come and go. But the need for for commuting and, and and just to shorten your your ride or make your ride more in- interesting, uh, the need is has, will always be there. Um, so I, I guess if as it drags on, it might makes it less cool, and um, maybe over the years the novelty might wear off. Uh, but ultimately, you know, the, if we go to work and Every day we do this, it might be just become part of your life. Uh, and, and the cornice will become just a, a, a part of it.
0: Now, what part of the process was the point where Segway really started to gain interest in the idea? Were you one of the original catalysts for the idea? Or was there some point during the process that you decided it was time for you to step in and, and make your voice heard?
1: We have had this vision almost from the inception of the company. So think about the Ginger project, you know, Dean Kamen, who was the inventor of uh, Segway product back in 2000. And the the idea we're pushing that time was more or less still the same, uh, where we see the city congestion issues, pollutions, uh, people want to uh, spend much less time on commuting, um, and also car congestion. So all the issues are still there, but it probably was not as painful as today because as the population grow and, and all the, the issue just getting getting worse. So the idea of solving these problems has always been the same. Uh, and we've been trying many different things, right? Starting in the very beginning, we thought it was the Segway PT, the big vehicles, but it was, was too expensive and then only a small group of people can afford it. Uh, and then we introduced the more affordable ones after the merger of the nightboard and segway companies uh, we start selling much cheaper product uh, but then there's also other issues and regulatories and also a lot of the issues related to with training and how to ride these self-balancing vehicles and so we tried all different things and finally when in in a way it's almost like to our pleasant surprise and the, the almost the most primitive form of scooters which is just two inline wheels with just a a kick scooter, like a, a kit scooter, like seems to be the the form form factors uh, most people are most comfortable with. Uh, so so in a way we we have tried many many different things until it finally takes off uh, in the kick scooter or e scooter uh, space. So so you know, you can say it's a little bit lucky. We're kind of a little bit lucky in, in that way. But obviously the opportunity favored the prepared mind. So somehow we just happen to be the right place at the right time.
0: One of the huge benefits of this e-scooter movement with regards to public transportation is that it's economical. It's much cheaper to deploy a fleet of these scooters than it is to deploy a fleet of gas-guzzling Sure buses. I'm interested in the environmental impact. It has to be quite drastic, I would imagine, the improvement in or the reduction of the environmental impact with, say, 2,000 electric scooters versus 100 city buses. It has to be, the the change has to be massive.
1: Sure, sure. Uh, it improves things from uh, multiple dimensions. So, one obvious one is that even, even though uh, we see many, many EVs or electric vehicles uh, become available to to the market. However, having um, one person sitting in a car uh, maybe weighs two or three tons and drives around the, the block, uh, it still consumes a lot of energy, regardless if it's electric or not, right? So in, in, in certain places, like say I was just speaking to a friend here in China in, this, in the EV industry, they're talking about a lot of the electricity is still – generated in a more less environmental friendly way right so so the the coal fired uh, the, the plant there's still quite a bit of electric uh, generation plant still use coal right so, so either way even if you're using electricity to drive but the the net pollution generated by by the ev cars more or less is still there so so the fundamental benefit of having these scooters is that you can in, in order of magnitude reduce the amount of Electricity or energy consumed by the electric scooters, and some actually estimated is, you know, ten times reduction in terms of getting point A to point B. Especially in a crowded city, uh, you actually consume much less energy. Period. Right. So, if that's the case, you you will have much better environmental impact. And then the other thing is in terms of the saving on the space and and reduce of the congestions. And think about what cities are doing now is they're taking away parking spot, right? Think about one space of a car, whether it's an electric car or, or not, it occupies maybe, you know, I want to say 20, 30 of these scooters you can power up on in that just spot. And so even though people look at these scooters scattered around the city and they look at, oh, these scooters are occupying the, the sidewalks. But if you think about it, the, uh, the space these scooters occupied it's no comparison to the space cars have been parked around this c- the city and how much space these cars are occupied. Right. N- n- doesn't matter if it's electric car or or ga- gasoline car or rental or, or car sharing the Uber type of uh, uh uh cars. They all occupy more much more space. So this, the kick scooter in in terms of footprint, essentially it's just maybe the size of a person's footprint, maybe double or triple or, a person's footprint, which is significantly uh, saving in terms of the space. So, environmentally, it has multiple impacts.
0: If you deploy 2,000 scooters in a city of, let's say, 250,000 people, for example, that's 2,000 scooters that have been sold or have been purchased. But if that's the case, would that lead more or fewer people to buy individual scooters. I I would imagine there's a a definite balance that you would like to be able to strike between publicly purchased scooters and personally purchased scooters.
1: In fact, to our pleasant surprise, uh, we actually had the similar thought you had, you just mentioned, uh, where the the share scooter might cannibalize the the, the retail scooter, we call them. Uh, But the the discovery we find recently is actually the opposite. Um, and it's quite interesting that uh, we see uh, wherever the share scooters launched, uh, there's increased in- interest in people buying scooters uh, from us. And especially in this case, we have uh, we worked with both Lime and, and Bird, and it's been all the leaders in this scooter sharing business. And all the scooters we sell them, we actually have a powered by Segway logo on them. And it turns out people look at the, the logo and say, oh, this scooter is made by Segway. So they will go online and search for Segway scooters. And so we see a huge spike in uh, retail sales in Amazon, in local uh, wherever the launch city. We see a spike in, in interest to want to buy the device. And our explanation to that is that we, we figure uh, – it's interesting that a lot of people see this scooter, electric scooter, as transportation almost the first time, even though everybody knows what that is. And, and especially, you know, people grew up with uh, kick scooters, even though it's man-powered, uh, manual kick scooters as a, as a toy, but they never thought electric scooter can become a transportation tool. So when they see the chair scooters become a possibility, they'll say, oh, you know, this is very interesting. I could actually use this. If I bring one in my car, I can fold it, put it back in my trunk. I can get around in my car and I park and maybe even charging that at the EV charger, supercharger station. And I can go around and drive a scooter to my last destination. So, uh so, so all of a sudden, it piques a lot of interest for people to buy. And you, you mentioned something very important b- before: is that the price point of these scooters now has become so affordable; it's really practically you could own multiple of them. Right? think about a regular bicycles and not even expensive bicycles. We're talking about, you know, four hundred bucks, three hundred. You probably can get to a point of three hundred dollars if you go to Amazon for sale. Uh, let's say 300 400 500 bucks even you can actually buy maybe multiple of them for your family right you can have family of four have four scooters uh, so they're very very affordable and they can be a uh, 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 Christmas present right so all, all these things become highly reachable and, and almost democratized for for the mass market uh, so that's why we we see uh our side, from supply side, we see a huge demand uh, on both the retail side and also the shared scooter side. I guess it's a good problem for us to have.
0: It is an excellent problem to have more people having segways is uh, I think is uh, definitely a good idea. And on a perfectly unrelated side note, you mention uh scooters as gifts. My birthday's coming up soon. I'm, I mean I just say that for no reason just in case you wanted to know, you know, <laughs> and just in case you were curious. It's uh, you know, but but that's that's ridiculous for me to say, but I just want you to know it is coming up uh it has been a pleasure to get to t- <laughs> that's good to know yeah <laughs> it's been a it's been a pleasure to get to talk to you today today i've had a conversation with the vice president of global business development for segway tony ho tony thanks so much for taking the time today this has been really cool
1: thanks for having me We'll for keeping
0: touch hey thanks so much have a great day yeah you too bye thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast If you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, go to marketscale.com slash industries. And if you have a chance, subscribe to the market scale publications for the latest articles, videos, and podcasts from your favorite industries.